We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. It's the podcast that lived. <laughs> Thanks to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, must, I must admit, you're, you're, you started uh, WozCast, but I'm the person giving it um, the, uh, the the kiss of life or... Uh, that, uh, what's the it? kiss of life. The artificial resuscitation, the, the like... Tre- CPR. Chest, CPR, the chest compressions, yeah. You go with- <laughs> Yeah, just giving it some chest compressions. Yeah, getting, getting breathing some life into it. Well, you don't actually give the breaths anymore. I think that the protocol is that you just give compressions. So you're literally beating the life into it. That's right. That's what I'm. Uh, I'm trying trying to do because so many <laughs> so many podcasts they they just you know they, they come people come in with all the the viv and vigor and just like we're gonna get this thing done and then they start and then you know by episode 10 uh they, they've just they taper off oh you know? we're only up to nine i know so, i know um... and it's like you get one episode out a month and like the last episode you had was the 20th of january okay thank so, you for the watchdog so we're, we're, we're yeah it's not too bad not too bad not too bad all right well we're doing okay but um, i think i think we need to shake things up a bit we, we do oh. i think you're probably right and you were probably right in doing what we're doing today which you entice me with some beer <laughs> Which was a good call because it's still pretty summery down here in Australia, and um, pretty humid. Mm-hmm. So, so what better way to start than with some beer? And um, I suppose I should probably say who we are. You should, you should. Before yes. we start talking about mm-hmm. what the beer is, I'm Catherine. Um, I enjoy drinking a lot of stuff, <laughs> and so I thought a drinking podcast would be a good idea. And I am joined today by my husband, Lewis. Hello. Who also enjoys drinking, and who I've. <laughs> And I've led on many a, um, a drinking escapade, including corrupting him into liking whiskey, which um, is my greatest achievement, mm. I think, to date. And um, and yeah, so we just thought we'd do a little bit of the um, the drinking of the beer today. Yeah, yeah recently I've been um, uh, you're drinking gin and tonics as well, which have you s- have I've corrupted yeah. you with the with the mascara thinner. Yeah, and they've really oh. become. But maybe, maybe that's why you went through a bit of a stage of being a little bit upset. Too much <laughs> mascara thinner. Right. Okay. Okay. No. Um. Yeah. But it's it, like but, mother's ruin. No. No. I. I think gin like is had a massive. Like, and obviously not talking about gin on today's show, but uh, it's come through a massive resurgence. I mean, uh, you go into any bar these days, and it's all like gin, 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 gin. Well, it's not. <laughs> Sometimes it's gin and tonic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when, when you say gin, like the tonic, yeah. I think, is uh, assumed that that's going to be the case. No, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I also think martinis and, and sporting things like mm. that. But you, you're not really a martini fan. No, no, not not really. But uh, interestingly, we were at uh, a... a pub. Sorry, that was me impatiently wanting to open up. Can, can we conclude this... Like, can we just quickly crack open this beer and then we can keep talking about gin? Okay. Well, so on today's show, we're talking about beer. Yes, we so, are. Right. Fair enough. Um, and I'm going to start with, and you can you can talk while I'm pouring, I guess. Um, but we're going to start with um, the Neo Tokyo Lager, um, which is from Garage Project. Because um, we thought, you know, it's a bit thirsty. Might crack open a lager. Funnily enough, not Foster's. <laughs> so we'll um, give that a bit of a crack. That was Garage Project, was it? Yeah, they're from Wellington, New Zealand. I think they're up on Arrow Street in Wellington. 
So yeah, this this is one of those ones where you're going to have to um, you know look out for it and uh, and track it down. Although the the can does look very garage product project are pretty well imported. Are they okay? So yeah, but the can does look very Japanese. I mean, you wouldn't be you, you wouldn't be uh, you know blamed if you thought that, that was a, a Japanese beer. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, back to your gin. Mm. I, I was just saying with the with the gin, we went to a, a hotel here in Perth uh, while we were uh, fringe festivaling this year, uh, third biggest fringe festival in the world, uh, and they had a. Uh, like I don't know if you call it a gin, but it was a non-alcoholic spirit that you had with tonic. I wouldn't call it a gin. I, I'm not. I don't even understand how it works. Well, it's it's like uh, it was distilled, but it was no alcohol in the actual drink. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to give you a taste of gin because it would have botanicals and stuff in it without the alcohol. So it's botanicals in water. Is that what you're saying? Um, I, I I guess so. It's it's like flavored watery kind of stuff. It it just seems like an <laughs> odd an odd choice. But like a, a good choice for somebody who wants the the taste of uh, gin without the uh, drunkenness of gin. Yeah, the, um, yeah, but mm. I don't understand how you're going to get the taste when part of the taste of gin is the fact that it's housed in alcohol. Mm. Well, it just yeah, it, it 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 is what it is. So giving it's <laughs> no, giving I, I'm options. still I'm still like my mind's broken. Like why not just throw some rosemary and some juniper berries into a glass of water and drink that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it tastes better. We, we we didn't do our research. We should have actually tried the thing just to see what it tastes no, like. No, no, because it would have broken my brain. Yeah. So you're just being being all like, you know, no, 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 you can't have that. It's like, you know, uh, they've got to be options for people who don't like certain things. And so uh, it's 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 good that it's out there. I mean, there's beers out there now, zero percent beers that you can get. I haven't tried them. I, I did try one uh, a while ago, but I didn't like it because they replaced the alcohol with just more hops and. And made it taste really, really bitter. So I didn't didn't really like that. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I will try the. I think Heineken's got out a zero percent beer, and and some other um, you know the popular beer manufacturers have it as well. Ah. So you could drive down the road drinking a beer. Cop pulls you over, and he's like, "You're busted, buddy!" And you go zero percent, and he goes, "Ah, oh, you got me there. You got me there." <laughs> I just yeah, very funny. Yeah. Um, I I just think that yeah. But let's go to the beer. Should we go to the beer? Because I think my such, my mind a... is so broken by the idea of a a non alcoholic spirit because that's what they that's what they were marketing it as mm. a non alcoholic spirit. So how is it a spirit if it doesn't have alcohol in it? Well, it's the same way. It's the same thing about like you know, marketing uh, the non uh, meat meats or the non milk milks or the you know there's you know always going to be alternatives for things. Non sugar sugar, yeah. Non sugar sugar. Yeah, you you need to have uh, these these non things for people who don't want the real thing. Yeah, yeah, but I don't understand. I still don't understand how it can be branded a spirit if it hasn't. Like, because if it's just distilled water, then why not just get the stuff that you fill your iron up with? I, I think you're you're uh, you're part French, so no, 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 you cannot call it a champagne unless it comes from the Champagne I region. I probably do have some French blood in there somewhere. I mean, you know, How bit of a hodgepodge over there. Dare you, sir? Oh. Don't don't you dare call that a cognac, where it's clearly a kilometre outside of the cognac region. <laughs> Although it's, I'm actually doing the, uh, the the movie version of French where they speak English, so. <laughs> Gosh. The posh English accent. 
well, thanks for thanks for sharing. Yes. Um. So this particular beer, um, do you want to do a bit of cheers action? Yes. If we can reach over, because we're actually very far away here. There's the, there you go. <laughs> you could have gotten out your seat a little bit and met me halfway. <laughs> you didn't, did you? No. Um. So I originally brought this beer, I think, last summer, and because I felt like something refreshing and. I really thought the can was quite pretty. Because well, sometimes that's what I do. If I'm really stuck, I just get the prettiest looking can. <laughs> and that's the thing is, is lagers, yeah. uh, uh, like pretty much, uh, is just a, a drink. Uh, well, this one's more of a pilsner. Oh, okay. Like it's not a strict, well, I guess pilsner is a lager, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a, a lager is a, you know, a, a type of beer that, you know, it's, cold like you know because in in the uk the majority of the beers that they were drinking there mm. were the real owls which were you know served at cellar temperature mm-hmm. um some people would say it would be warm uh, depending on what country they came from but uh, then you also had lagers and predominantly in the uk when we've been there you've always had like fosters on tap and that's been the, the lager of choice yeah um but it is, yeah, uh, I think it's like one of those beers that's like, yeah, consumed all over the place. I mean... Well, but this one's a little bit different. So it's actually called Hatsukoi, which actually means first love. Oh, yes, yeah. And it's um, brewed with a lightly malted barley and also rice. It does have a, a more Japanese flavour, mm. like um, drinking one, a Kirin or something like that. Yeah, mm. so um, I think that that's quite interesting that they use... The rice in there as well. Mm. What What's your thoughts on the on the taste? Uh, the taste is nice. It, it is it's just refreshing, yeah, right? It's refreshing. It's. It was a good hammock beer. Yeah. When I could have my hammock out in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm still dirty on that tree getting cut down, <laughs> and rightly so. But I don't um, think you mentioned it on this on this show. No, like, I, I probably haven't. No. There, there. Once upon a time. We had this backyard which had two great big trees that cast shade across across the summer months in all the right areas so that we could go and enjoy our backyard. Um, our neighbours at the rear of our property cut down one of the trees and I completely empathise with why. It dumped a lot of leaves. It was at the stage where it had never really been kept, like it had never been pruned or trimmed. So it was quite, quite large. Mm-hmm. Like I'd probably say about what eight to ten meters tall. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, that's probably a good way to look at it. Probably, maybe it was more like your ten to twelve. Either way, pretty large. So they chopped it down because of all the leaves, and it was getting to the stage of ridiculousness with the amount of leaves, and it dropped these little berry things that the dogs tended to enjoy gnawing on, which is great. Except I think that um, they were quite fibrous. Mm, mm. <laughs> maybe we'll just leave it at that, and so. That's That happened and completely understood. Then they chopped down the jacaranda right next to it. What was that? Probably about two, three months later? Yeah, yeah. It's like, why? Why? Why, people? Why? Why would you do that? One, it was pretty. The bees liked it. I mean, it created this beautiful, like around the time of it flowering, just this beautiful violet carpet on our backyard. It was just so gorgeous to watch. And you could watch all the pretty little flowers falling and see the happy little drunk bees drinking their pollen. And you could just go out and you could enjoy the hammock because it also created shade. So it's gone. And I, I just feel a little bit, why? Why did you do that? Anyway, so that's that's my story of 
missing my tree. Yes. The, uh, the unfortunate thing is, is it's like you can't dictate what your neighbours are going to do and uh, you've just got to live with it and move on, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so Garage Project is one of those small craft breweries that's become quite, quite prolific. Mm. You see them doing a lot of, um, what do you call them? Like not team ups. What's what's the fancy word for it? Mashups. <laughs> mashups. Well, well, they probably do mash up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but you, you, you uh, not co op. What's the word that I'm after? Oh my goodness! Two sips of beer and I'm useless. <laughs> um, joint ventures. Joint ventures. <laughs> You're really not helping here. <laughs> um, but they they work in with a lot of different um breweries as well mm-hmm. to create sort of like these co-creation co-creations and um they do some really interesting stuff i i I think it's one of those ones i walk up to i can just go okay here's the selection of garage project which one will i grab yeah yeah no it's 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 a beer where you know that you're gonna get quality every time so you don't have to be concerned about what sort of uh you know whether it's gonna be good bad or indifferent yeah As, as long as you get the type of beer you like yeah that's true so i really wanted to get their white peach um oh what's it called it's called white mischief or something like that and it's got or is it mischievous rabbit it's got a rabbit on the front of it oh my goodness i'm hopeless um and it's a salted peach um gosa i think it's a gosa and it's just absolutely divine but you wouldn't have enjoyed it, not no, the least. No, it, it's. I, I think when it comes to beer, my, my tastes are, are very like. I do. I do like a lager. Um, I, I like IPAs, um, but I don't like it when it gets sour. Mm. Yeah, no, you don't like any of the sour tastes. Some of the fruitier ones, though, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit fruity mm. and a little bit sour. Would you cope with it? Just depends how sour it is. I'm not really a tart mm. person. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> a white mischief is the name of that beer. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really like the the sour and salty kind of flavors that you get out of a gosa. Mm. It's quite it's, to my taste. But it's amazing to think, like you know, how how far beer has come. Like you know, when you look at the definitely you look at back in the day, and uh, you go into a, a pub, and particularly here in in Perth, and mm. you have like Swan Draft and Emu Export, and yeah, you know, then we got fancy, and we got like a wheat beer with Redback. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> and they even like, which made sense because that is like the major industry in the um, in Western Australia. Mm is wheat. Mm. It's called the wheat belt yeah. <laughs> for a reason. That's right, yes. We... And so it made sense that they'd make wheat beer. Yeah. And and it was it was quite nice. I mean, uh, having the, the, the wheat beer and stuff like that. And you put a wedge of lemon in it. Yeah. yeah. Fancy. It got very fancy. Uh, and then uh, we got into, I think, the real kind of innovator in the craft brew scene initially. Well, we had like some brew pies like Nail Ale and stuff like that, uh, which were brewed in the in the city. Um, and then Nail? Were, um, Nail. Nail's Nail. brewed in the um, Swan Valley. Originally, it was brewed in the city. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at you with your knowledge. And then... You what know, about? Um, you know that uh, uh, the, uh, the the place <laughs> um, where the cinema is now? What's that? Rain Square. Yeah. Yeah, you know, on the corner there, there was the old, um, the old pub. Pardon me. Um, yes, the one with Bobby Dazzlers. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Dazzlers, yeah. Is that where Nail was originally? Pretty, pretty sure Nail was originally uh, brewed in there. Are you really? Yeah, and huh. uh, and then uh, there was like a, um, a Bull Out Brewery in 
uh, in Guildford. Yeah. I don't know if Bullant's still there. Maybe Nail's taken over Bullant. Um, and then you also had the, the German brewery in uh, in Swan Valley as well. Stein. The Dutch Stein. Uh, which, Mash. Uh, uh, Mash Brewery. Uh, but I think the real one that put WA on the map for craft brewing mm. was uh, Little Creatures, which uh, started off as an independent uh, brew house. Yes. Uh, they, they actually converted a um, – it was a crocodile – uh, well, before it was a crocodile yeah. farm, was it not where the Endeavour was built? No, I think the Endeavour was further down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in the same area, though. Mm. But, yeah, it was built to be a crocodile farm or crocodile, uh, you know, zoo kind of thing. And they had these upper walkways that you could walk around and look down to where the crocodiles right, were. Right, okay. Uh, but, yeah, that obviously failed. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's only so many times you can go look at a crocodile. Did you find that it was like really weird that they would look to put a crocodile farm right beside the ocean? Like, so if there was an escape, there's no way to contain them. Yeah, yeah. So it seems a very, very, very it, odd choice. It's a bit risky. Yeah. I'm, but weirdly enough, like, had I have known there was a crocodile farm there, oh, sorry, crocodile zoo or you know, attraction. I think they actually called it the crocodile farm. Right. I'm sure. I, I would have gone if I'd known it was there. And I only found out after the fact no. that it was it was a crocodile place. But anyway, so they, they got taken over by little creatures. And little creatures just like went boom, 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 from strength to strength. Mm. Um, and they had the uh, little creatures pale ale. And that was the first time I tasted a beer and went, oh, my God, there's like a fruitiness to this beer. Uh, because before that, all I tasted was lagers and those kind of things. So, yeah, that's true because they went really crazy mm. with those, like the IPAs and stuff. Mm. Uh, they also create, and you know, I know that they're not a craft brewery, but they created one of the first uh, good tasting mid strength beers. Yeah, in, in Rogers, mm. and I think that that was a real game changer for having a, str- a beer that wasn't full strength but was packed full of taste. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that if it's on tap and they're driving, that's what they'll drink. And that's my go-to. Um, like if, you, if you're uh, drinking a bottle of Rogers, it's one standard drink. And if you're driving, uh, then if you're – and this is, this is all very subjective. Obviously, body, si- body size and stuff like that come into it as well. Definitely. But if you are male, they say you can have two standard drinks in the first hour. So that's two bottles of Rogers and one standard drink every hour thereafter. Mm. So it makes it very easy if you are driving to be able to you know, control how much you, you're drinking to make sure you're still legal to drive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes it yeah a lot just simpler. Yes, a lot, yeah. a lot simpler. So, uh, but again, tasty, tasty beer. The only downside is they were so successful, they eventually got bought up by a large beer company mm. and um, lost the, the that. They've still got the, like, the, the, the pale ale, they've still got the bright ale, they've still got Rogers, but they've lost that thing that made them good in the first place. Yeah, and we had a friend who used to work there because their brewery was also a restaurant Mm. and the feel of the restaurant now is very different from what it used to be. Um, It was a lot more sort of community-minded. The staff had a really good working vibe together. Um, It was an enjoyable place to go because the staff were so happy, I think. You know, they had a um, a really good sort of... They looked after the customers. It wasn't one of those places that you went in there and they all had their camaraderie and that sort of thing. It was just they were really customer-focused but obviously 
enjoyed working together and I think that that was really important. Um, so Little Creatures was established in 2000 and then Feral in 2002, I think. But um, I didn't realise that Little Creatures was actually established by the original brewers of the Matilda Bay Brewing Company. Oh, right. Which were the people that um, started uh, Redback Brewing, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Redback um, Beer. So I think that that is obviously they went into a side project, but man, they must have sold it for a mint. Mm, I think mm. it's owned by a Chinese conglomerate now. And then, of course, you got Feral, which was started two years later, and they're owned by the wonderful Coca-Cola Amatil. <laughs> um, and making it ironic that they got a cease and desist over making the beer that they called Fanta Pants because mm, mm. um, they, they got a lovely cease and desist. And then, I don't know, maybe Coca-Cola went, oh, actually, they do some good stuff. We could do with another beer. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, and now they're available everywhere. But- and they still do some great stuff. Like I love their Walrus Tears, uh, another good goza. It's just, I don't know. It just it upsets me that... The they purport to be a craft brew, mm-hmm. but they're not a craft brew. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is it's unfortunate that uh, a lot of craft brew places do get bought out by the the big companies. A lot like whiskey, actually, because a lot of whiskey was all like uh, family-owned, independent. Yeah. And over the years, they've just getting bought up by the big... Some are, though. Like, mm. you look at, like, um, Bonnehavain mm. and those sorts of um, whiskeys, and they still are, like, family-owned and run, and the people that work there are like family. Glenn Livett, I know it's not necessarily family yeah, run, yeah, yeah. but it's still got that really good feel. Mm, Glenn mm. Farkless? Yeah. No, yeah. Glenn Farkless does as well, I think, yeah. I think Glenn I think Farkless. So. And um, uh, Abelau was mm. the other one that I was thinking of yes, as well. Yeah. Uh, did you want to uh, finish that beer and also tell us what the price was uh, of that beer? Because it's good to know like the price point because th- th- with craft brews, you can get a real variation in the price point of them. Well, yeah, I think that the beers that we've got lined up for today really show that as well because uh, this particular one, uh, it goes for $6.50 if you buy it as a single, although our local, if you buy more than six cans, you or six or more mm. cans, you get a 10% discount. So really we got it for $4.95, yeah. <laughs> whatever the maths is on that. Um, main Liquor is a place that we go to generally for these kind of beers. They've got a very good selection. Yeah. But the beers, they can vary in, in price from uh, reasonably priced to, oh, my God, this is very expensive. Don't buy this by accident. Yeah, true. Um, so this one is a 5% alcohol by mm-hmm. volume and it's so 1.3 standard drinks and it's wee little 330 mil can. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just realized on the back that it says as pure as first love blossom falling quietly lit by neon light. It's got a haiku oh, on the back. Very nice. So cute. Very nice. Well, I'm going to grab the, uh, the second beer from the fridge. Right. You hurrying us along. <laughs> And with the magic of podcasting, it's seamlessly edited and no one got to hear our fridge open. (laughs) And bravo for not – our fridge has got this thing. If you um, have the door open for a period of time, it beeps at you, which I think my parents would have loved that feature when we were teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you made the fridge beep. You've obviously been standing in front of it again. Because that's what my parents sound like. You're trying to keep the whole house cold. Um, the uh, I just I mentioned that I just got my move goal on my iWatch. So did you? Well done. Uh, so drinking beer can actually you know, help you with uh, you know getting those calories out. <laughs> 
unfortunately, I'm also putting calories in, so I think I'm like offsetting the uh, the, the actual movement. Well done, well done, yeah. sir. Um, so here's the thing. You know how like some of the distilleries that we've been to, we've butchered the names of until we've gone there, and they've been like, "Ah, oh, so you pronounce it Ochentoshen?" <laughs> Not Ochentoshen. <laughs> I like that pronunciation. Yeah. I thought that that was quite good. Um, so uh, today's beer, uh, number two, is one of those kind of things. Now, I've been saying toll my whole life mm-hmm. because quite often in Australia, they just write it um, as T-O-O-L. Like they don't. So if T-O-O-L? Yeah. Isn't that tall? Yeah. Right. So I thought it was toll because it was um, from Denmark. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, yeah. But it's actually to all because it's two it's two words. Okay. And and funnily enough, one of the words is two. Oh. Because it's um it's it means two beers in Danish. Two How beers. How cool is that? Yeah. Why is it called two beers? Well, because I'm gonna split this giant can into two glasses. I don't know why <laughs> it's called two beers, because I guess that's what you go up to the bar and you order two beers. No, oh, fair enough. Like, no? I, I, two beers, please. I, I was wondering whether it was two types of beers in the one can, like if they've got like a, a lager and an IPA and just mix them together, or it's a, like a gose oh. and, a, and a lager and they mix them together. Gosa? Gosa, yeah. Right. Uh, I suppose if you don't drink it, you don't know how to. No, you don't have to know how to pronounce it. Um, so you know that the so this is the brewery name, right? Okay, is total. Right, maybe they just make two beers. That's all they make. <laughs> they make lots of beers. <laughs> they make one of my favourite ones, which is Tropical Rumble, which is another really, really good and interesting mid-strength. Oh, okay. It's um, it's it, it's got those tropical fl- mm-hmm. flavours, and you wouldn't actually think that you're drinking a mid-strength when you drink it. The can this one comes in is really weird. It's like the the surface of the moon. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. Hmm. So, did you? Should we go into like the price of this particular yeah, one yeah. Um, first, perhaps, mm-hmm. rather than um, going straight into it? So, this one is Haze Craze because it's a hazy IPA, <sighs> um, and it was on special. So, we got it for eight dollars ninety nine. Okay. Um, the important thing that everyone needs to know is that it's. Hmm. I don't think I've got a canning date on here. That's interesting, but it's Best Buy 22nd of May 2020 because it doesn't actually have a canning date. Well, it's a good thing we're drinking it today then. Well, I just I thought the tradition was to have a canning date on there as well as the... Anyway, so I'm going to pour these babies out. Have you got a story to tell us while I do that? Um, a, t- a story to tell you? Well, I don't know anything about to all uh, or to all. Um, to all. To, where, where is it from, did you say? Denmark. It's from Denmark. Oh, okay. No, I don't I have nothing to say about Denmark, but I do like um, uh, Belgian beers, which comes from a similar kind of part of the, the world. Miles away. I, no, it's for, it's closer to, to uh, Denmark than we are. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Belgian beers because uh, I, I like stuff that's brewed by monks. Um, a Belgian beer went to a massive. Is that your is that your Catholicism coming out? Probably, probably. But I, I mean, the idea of like you know religious dudes like brewing up a uh, you know, a beer it is kind of cool because the you know in in church they have uh, the, the wine uh, but the priest you know in in Australia tends to always you know keep it to himself and uh, and he always ruins it with a bit of water beforehand as well I've never understood that um, but uh, yeah I've always liked the idea of your know, holy men making beer really yeah yeah 
<laughs> I wouldn't like if we were to go back to um, uh, you know Belgium at some point. I would, wouldn't mind going touring around and going to a few breweries. Uh, do Beauties. you know that this is actually brewed and um, and canned by them in Belgium? Oh, really? There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. So you kind of you kind of um, won with that one. Yeah. Belgium is great as well. Like if you haven't been to, we've been to uh, Belgium a couple of times, and yeah, really nice place. And the I really used to like it because uh, my first exposure to to Belgian beer was in the Belgian beer cafe, which was uh, okay, um, the Belgian beer brothel, <laughs> uh, which was you know when they first uh, opened it up, it was great because it had all these different selections of Belgian beer on tap, and they had all these other uh, beers that were bottled and canned, and there was such variety. But over time, it just kind of like went very generic, and they only had a few Belgian beers you could get. Mm. But it was the first time where I saw the flair of pouring a beer, like washing the glass, dipping it in and, water, yeah, and. Yeah. Chopping the top off. Yeah, cooling it all down yeah. and all that, that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. But unfortunately, as these things go on, uh, the flair seems to go away and then it becomes very formulaic and very same-same. So, mm. but um, yeah, so we, we, we used to go like, uh, we were in uh, Christchurch. We went, oh my God, there's a Belgian beer cafe here. We should go there. And we went there. And we have some pommes frites. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was really good. And <laughs> But now it's not really a thing. You wouldn't go and search these, these, these places out anymore. No. And you, know, you used to be able to go and have some really good muscles and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I, I just want to talk about this beer now, though. I'd say that it probably ticks the old hazy box. Yeah, it is very... Reasonably hazy. Very. It's funny, though, when you were pouring it out, it looked very, very clear. Um, but the, this is a very, very hazy beer. So uh, clearly not a, a filtered beer. No, yeah. no. Um, and I don't know that I drink many filtered beers. Mm. But um, so anyway, um, so it's been dry hopped whites with citra and mosaic hops, and it's been oh fermented with the New England ale strain. So um, it's both um, an IPA, hazy and juicy, mm. and it really does have that juicy, like that really, like almost um, you know that pog is is that what it's called? Um, the the uh, the uh, it's from Africa. No, it's not. No, it's from um. Uh, the Pacific Islands. Is it? Oh, okay. I yeah. thought it was African. Oh, sorry. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Is that the one? The animal yeah, kingdom? it's like something orange and guava. Yeah. Is yeah. it passion fruit orange and guava? Uh, or is it pineapple orange and guava? Probably pineapple. But it's this tropical juice mix that's just, I don't know, it's just like the perfect mix of everything because like, you know how you sometimes have fruit juice and you're like, mm, just orange on its own. It's a bit blah. But sometimes orange and mango could be quite nice, even though I'm not a big mango person personally. Passion fruit, orange and guava. Yeah, and it's kind of like, it's just that nice little tropical blend. Mm, mm. I, I I think that that this is probably the pog equivalent. Yeah, yeah. No, you say, and you said Hawaii, so yeah, you're correct. It, it is uh, Hawaii's first from. I think probably because the one of the first times that we tried it was in Disney World. And it was at one of the African-themed restaurants. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. So, yeah. yeah. That's why I was mistaken. <laughs> and you were really hungover. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that's probably all you could handle. Yeah. Oh, dear. You don't often get hungover. And it was weird because I hadn't drunk that much either. Yeah. Which was stupid. And yeah. it was the day before we got on a cruise ship as well. <laughs> oh, sorry, the day we got on a cruise ship. Yeah. <sighs> I just, I just feel, I just feel like I wasted that money, like, for that <laughs> breakfast. I was like... So much. Oh, I ate twice. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you're fine. You're fine. We got our money's worth. Yeah. Well, I did. 
you were just a failure. Yeah. A failure to the coin. This is very nice. I, I, I like this beer. Yeah. And um, actually, so this is another brewery that I can look at them, just go, hey, that looks like a nice can. <laughs> I'm going to have that one. But the price point, so eight ninety nine actually has gotten us a, a lot more milliliters of, of beer because it's 500 mils the can. Yeah, so it's it's like so value for money. Yeah, not bad. Almost a, almost a pint. So, um, mind you, if, you, if you're going to be getting, this I know in- that, but there's pints and pints, aren't there? There are. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a bit of a bone in contention. Um, but yeah, I just I just think that it's it's one one of those ones that if you see it on the shelf, you can you can buy one and and they're generally pretty good. Mm. Although you haven't drunk a lot of their beer, have you? No, I haven't, no. Hmm. Even on tap. So if we go to the beer corner at Petition, if they've got one of um, the, now I know how to say it, so all um, beers on tap, they're, they're great because they're just easy. Mm. Like they're, they're never going to be not delicious because they've gotten such a good name for themselves. And if you are a beer drinker who lives in Perth, Western Australia, um, and I specify Perth, Western Australia, just in case someone in Scotland is going, oh, I live in Perth. It's like, no, no, you you, you live in Perth (laughs) and Scotland, not in Western Australia. Um, We've got a bar here called Petition in the City, and it's very nice. Uh, And it's got uh, like, you know, (laughs) originally we went in there and it's got this board of, of the beers and it looks like they've all been written there in, in chalk. chalk. yeah. And Kat and I went there for a long time before we realised it was actually a screen. <laughs> and very easy to update Never a screen. Never said we were smart. Yeah, very easy to update a screen. But, uh, yeah, it's, I was so impressed by going, my God, they've got that old school aesthetic by having a blackboard there and putting all this <laughs> stuff with chalk. No, no, they didn't. They just no. have a very, very good screen. They do. and it, But it is a good screen because they have... Beers that um, are accessible, beers that are, they always have a couple of mid-strengths mm, on. Mm. Um, they have beers that are really out there and they've got like the ridiculously expensive ones, but you can just have it like like a half, well, not even a half it, pint because they're sm- their smalls are like 300 mils and but, then their larges and are you, 400. And you can get a 150 mil tasting as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... One of those ones where you can go along, they'll let you try the beer, just except for a couple of the more expensive mm, ones. Mm. Obviously, you can't do that. But they'll generally let you try the beer before you buy it, just if you're like, oh, I think I'm going to like that, but I'm not 100% sure. So you can work out what you want. Or if you're tossing up between two, you can choose, like, rather than, I don't know. But I'm quite happy to go and just go, oh, I'll give this a shot. Oh, it wasn't my most favorite thing. I wonder if, what the other one was like. Hmm. And it, we get to try a lot of different things. The kegs are always fresh. Yeah. It's a really good little venture. Uh, and they have uh, good food there as well because we'll go in there and they have these um, samosas. Oh, who's the auntie? Auntie. Oh, I can't remember the um... name. But it's it's a literal, like, auntie. I'm not sure if she's Indian or, or, or Pakistani or wherever she's from, but she makes the samosas and they serve them there. And then the money that is the profit from it goes to charity. Mm. Which is really nice. So you're yeah. kind of like having some nice samosas, which we love. And that yogurt that mm. they serve it with, it's got a bit of a curry curry to it. Mm. I'm not sure what they put in it, but it's good. Very, very nice. Um, and it's just a really nice environment. It's in a heritage building. Um, it's yeah, it's a deconstructed heritage building. So they've like... Oh, it's your favorite thing, yeah. isn't it? You're so like, when, is they, when are they going to stop and start patching this stuff up again? When is it going to become out of fashion? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it will. I mean, you just go through phases, and yeah. uh, and because my my thing is, I like 
the the classic look of buildings uh where they've got all that old uh like plaster work and stuff like that on the ceiling yeah right um, the, like the fancy cornices the cornices like a cornice i like houses where you go into people's houses where they've got really high roofs hmm. and they've got that like ledge that goes around the mm. whole house and i had then- a friend who rented an apartment in west perth once that had that mm. that was really cool I mean, it's probably like my idea is you go in there and you see like hopefully ledges like low enough where you can put like things along it and stuff like that. Um, but uh, you know that Dave and Dye's house has that. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, oh, so you just yeah, okay? So, that's what brought yeah. it to mind. And they've got like a really in their house the the light fitting and stuff like that has that really nice ornate stuff mm-hmm. above it. So because what that's called? I'm not sure. I'm but not that's sure. the fancy stuff that um, your friend Jason's fa- father used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a master plasterer. Master plasterer. <laughs> what, I mean, what a title. Not a normal plasterer. He was a, a master, master plasterer. plasterer. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, like I, I just – because I, I, I work in an industry that's in the building industry kind of thing. Mm. But my thing is loving – the old stuff they used to do and they they used to do it and it used to last as well yeah that's what blows me away is that we've kind of lost in i think the last couple of centuries the ability to make things that last you think yeah yeah definitely definitely so do you think that the craft brew thing is I, gonna last I, I think craft brew is like this is where people are putting passion back into a product because mm-hmm. uh, we went through like you know I think beer has has always been around and it's always been one of those staples of, you know, society. But it it used to be a very localised product as well. So you were kind of, you were limited to what was in your area. So there's always been like Anchor Steam Ale and like places like that that put a, a lot of passion into their brewing. But you could only really get it if you're in San Francisco. Mm, that's true, and, yeah. and probably, like, in some other areas in America, because I guess, like, San Francisco is not particularly isolated. Um, but you look at how it's, like, craft brewing has changed beer so much. And it's not just about using what's available in a local area. You can actually get hops from further afield. Um, you're not just limited to grains from your area as well as being able to export the final product. And I I also think it comes down to, like, because you've got craft brewing, but then you've also got home brewing as well. Definitely. And home brewing used to be a thing where you would just go and you would buy the the packets of the the, the stuff to make your mash and the yeast and all that stuff. So making, like, packet bread. Yeah, you would be like, here's a lager, which is kind of like this lager. Yeah. But, but these days it's kind of like the, the home brewers. And a lot of the home brewers became craft brewers mm-hmm. because they were applying their trade at home. And then I think people were just going, this doesn't taste like crap. <laughs> <laughs> because immediately my, my dad um, used to do home brew and stuff. Like every, every but day. But he did it. Out of necessity. Well, did he do it over here in Perth? He did, did it in Perth as well. Okay, yeah. so Lewis's parents, when they left the UK, they went to Saudi Arabia and they used to make this like crazy, like some people used to make wine mm. and like in the compound, like they all used to make different things. So your, I think your parents were the wine specialists, were they not? I think so, yeah. yeah. And... Then there were people that made this, um, I don't know what it was, or some sort of like crazy hooch. (laughs) Well, it was basically moonshine. Yeah, I know. And so like they used to distill it and, you know. And then add flavor and stuff to it. Yeah. Which people still do today. 
Like people I still know. make. Um, I know people in Perth that do yeah, it. They make the base spirit. They're just still a base spirit, and then which is so freaking dangerous. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, from a, the the still might explode to a you might poison yourself kind of a situation. <laughs> um, but they they add like flavor to it. So if you want whiskey, you have a base spirit, and obviously you do not have the barrels uh, to store it in all the no. time or stuff. So they add whiskey flavoring into the base spirit, yeah. which admittedly is not going to taste very nice. No. Do you remember where we went down south yeah. to that distillery? Yeah. And their whiskey... I think calling it a distillery was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> their whiskey was very, very young. Very, very young. It was so young that it probably wasn't actually whiskey. Yeah. Their flavour of it, though, was very um, full-bodied. Yes. Which made me go, how is that possible? Yeah, and we tried to, like, drag it out of them, yeah. and they wanted none of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, beautiful place to go stay, though. Mm. That mm. was great accommodation. Yeah, not really good. So it was like this um, – it was kind of at the back of the distillery, and it was a single-building – it had one bedroom, a nice bathroom, but the bedroom was also kind of a living room as well. And it had these windows that just looked out into pure bush, just pure bush. Mm. We went down, it was a rainy weekend, and it was just really nice. It, had a little kitchen. Do you want, you want, if you've got a fire, you want a rainy weekend. Oh, yeah, because we had a fire mm. as well. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like a fire where you got no, like, stoked the fire yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, it was a gas one, but it was still, there was a bit of romance to yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was like a fake log <laughs> For fire. For people that aren't particularly romantic, we really settled <laughs> into it quite well. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> read books, and yeah, it was just really nice. Yes. Yeah, I know. I remember books. <laughs> I was talking to my boss the other day and I was actually saying it like, um, hands up, I need help. Um, I don't read books anymore. I've been reading that same book for, when did we go on the last, we went on a cruise in May, May last, last year. year. Mm. I'm still reading the same book. But admittedly though, it is like a series of books, isn't it? It's not a big book. It's not a big book. <laughs> Okay, but to be fair, I was reading... A lot of passion fruit, yeah. sorry. I, I, I was reading um, the uh, Simon Pegg autobiography last year when we went away. Mm-hmm. I'm still reading the Simon Pegg autobiography. Uh. And the problem is, is that because I'm a comic reader as well... Yeah, see, at least you're reading yeah. in between. I'm not reading anything else except for the internet. Yeah, well, I think, I think as you said, like we need to incorporate the screen-free day yeah. and that's the day where we, we can so read. So my, my ultimate aim in life is to have a reading room and and just somewhere where you can go and you can be it's a comfortable room you can have a glass of something next to you and you can just go in there and you can read it's a room purposed for reading so like a lot of people they want their theater room i would quite happily take that space and just read in it that's all i want Mm. i just want my comfy armchair nice little coffee table beside it i want to be able to read I just need to be able to isolate myself mm. from the because that was the we discovered cruising a couple of years ago, and that was one of the amazing things was that isolation from technology. Um, I think we still we still carried our phones generally on board one for pictures, but two for the communication. Like you could text each other, mm. which was useful for like you know oh, I'm going to go do this now, and we want to meet up again so we could work out where we were on the ship because it was huge. <laughs> But being cut off from the the actual internet so important. Oh, I love it. You know, I um, 
always just a love when you get on a plane. And <laughs> a, a, a plane was a sanctuary for me because you could, you just get on a plane, uh, you put on your noise cancelling headphones, and you just watch the in, in flight entertainment. Yep. Um, and, you know, as much as I, you know, I love Cat, it's like, you know, I do. <laughs> isolate myself from her. Yeah. It's like you just, you're just there. It's like, <laughs> no. it's like you're isolating yourself from everything and you're just focusing on watching the TV. And, and, and it was a way for me to catch up on things that I've missed. And admittedly, I don't miss a lot of movies because no. of my, you know, uh, my hobby uh, outside of um, uh, you know working is is being a film reviewer. So I see mm. a lot of films, but that was my my time to catch up on films and TV shows and stuff like that. So I used to love it, and now they've ruined it by putting Wi-Fi on freaking planes. <laughs> so uh, fortunately, with cruise ships, the Wi-Fi is so horrendously expensive that uh, you, you can really do a digital detox. And I'm looking forward. I mean. Admittedly, once Kat and I have finished the cruise in in May and we get to Europe, we will have to do a mass update of pictures and stories and all that kind of stuff for for the Disdown underpage. Yeah. Um, And probably for Wozcast, we might do some pictures and stories from the tastings we do on board as well. Yeah. Because that's a big thing of cruising is you get to do these, like, you know, tastings and and that sort of thing. Admittedly, you're doing a tasting on Thursday night, which you'll have to (laughs) take some photographs of as well. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, it's it's very important in our modern era to disconnect from Mm. being connected Mm -hmm. because I, I do think that we just... You know, it's it's habit forming. It's like you you constantly are picking That's up your phone. Scroll action. Mm. It's like that. I've heard people. I mean, I've never been a smoker per se. Yeah. Um, but I've heard people that smoke. They just want to have something in their hand. Um, when they give up, and it's that habitual action. Yeah. And literally, if you have free time. That's what you do. You just pick up your phone and you start scrolling through Facebook. I think it goes beyond free time. Yeah. Oh, it, it does. It does. It's kind of mm. like almost a reward system. You finish something and you scroll through Facebook. Yeah. But I found myself the other day, I was waiting uh, for my boss to arrive because we were getting we were updating my, my work use. Mm. And I was waiting for my boss to arrive. And there was about 10 minutes or so. Sorry, I just realized that we should tell that story. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> there was about 10 minutes or so. And I was just like, um, yeah, I... I didn't like pick up my phone. I kept my phone away. And I just mm-hmm. like the the weather was kind of like dreary and a bit rainy and 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 horrible. And I just kind of just enjoyed it. Nice. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's well, like what is this enjoying the environment in which you are? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is like we we just like you think about like when when we travel and stuff like that. How terrible it is when we have spent a lot of money to go to places and mm. you, you might have great views or there might be good people watching opportunities and we just pick up our phone and scroll through it and look at Facebook. I don't think that we do. No, I'm, yeah, I'm trying um, no, not to. I think when we travel, that is the time that we don't. I think it's just in our everyday life. Mm, mm. You know, we were in the park today. We went to a festival and um, just hanging out. And at one stage, three out of the four of us had our phones out. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, ah, oh, why, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> One of us was working. One of us was looking at random stuff, and I don't know what you were doing, but but it's just one of those things where you're just like, come on, like we could have anyway. <laughs> but yeah, on holiday, I I don't tend to look at it as much. I think 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how this one goes. Yeah. Because we get to do the detox at the beginning of the holiday. That is true. That is true. So yeah. might get, we might break the habit. And it's going to be a long detox, 13 days. I know. Looking forward to it. Looking um, forward to it. Do you, do you want to go fetch beer number three? I will. And uh, but before I go fetch beer number three, I, I, I would like to say uh, I, I got crapped on by a bird today. <laughs> Um, yes. Which is like, I I've, I can't recall if I've ever been crapped on by a bird before, but it was like, uh, I, I got crapped on by the bird, which could ruin somebody's day. Mm-hmm. They could be going, oh my God, I've been crapped on by a bird. My shirt is ruined. Uh, oh my God. And just, just like let the whole day go to pot. Mm. And I was just like, I was just focused on cleaning off as best I could. And continue on with my day. Yeah, you did really well. And and so I did. I went. I felt really bad because it was one of those times where I was just like, I don't need a bag. I'm just going to take my phone and my wallet. Because if I'd had my little bag, I would have had some, um, uh, what do you call them? Those wipes? Sanitary wipes. Yeah, well, not sanitary wipes. It sounds like yeah. it's a product. But it, 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 it didn't matter. It was like, uh, I just, I didn't get freaked out. No, I, did, you were didn't, good. I was just like, okay, this has happened. Yeah. I'll deal with it. And then. Didn't even, like, after I went and cleaned off, I didn't even mention it. I was just thinking, okay, when I get home, I'll, you know, give it a bit of a scrub with that stuff, whip it, because it was, it was a bird that had decided to eat the bloody mulberries or something like that. Oh, look, I mean, if the shirt doesn't make it, the shirt doesn't yeah, make it. It's every, just one of those things. But it, every time, like, because you got crapped on by a bird yes. um, when we were down at our local pub. Oh, and there was a time where um, we went to a festival and uh, there was a girl that came and said, uh, no, someone came and was going to sh- – it was um, the Night Noodle Market that in, was when we were in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, and so this guy came across and said, oh, look, do you mind if we share your table? We're like, yeah, no, go for it. And then the girl that he was with, or lady, whatever, mm-hmm. um, came up and she said, I just got put on by a bird. I'm like, ah, I've got just the thing <laughs> for you because I had some of those um, – the anti-back wipes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just like, you know, they're like baby wipes, but they've got antibacterial stuff yeah. on them. Well, we, we, watching, we always travel with them. Yeah. Well, we were watching that uh, comedian yesterday, uh, Rob Delaney. Oh, my god! Did he do the joke about getting crapped on by a bird from its cloaca and the cloaca is everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you forgot that, you got a bird semen yeah, on you. Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily because yeah. it could be a lady. Yeah. But if you've got, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, uh, watch the Rob Delaney uh, stand up special. Oh, he's so good because I didn't know that he existed until Deadpool 2. Yes. And, and he was, what was it? Oh, I'm just going to look oh, up his character's name. But he was just like, in that, he was, and like, we went, it was a bit weird because when he was cast in it, because like Deadpool literally casts the his team members were like, oh, that's weird. He doesn't look anything like his his, his headshot because they hold up the headshot. And then Rob Delaney has got a moustache. He's got a bit of um dad weight to him, would you say? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just like, oh, that's a bit weird. And he looks a lot older and like he looks, oh, I don't want to say it. Yeah, no, I will. He looks hotter <laughs> in his headshot. Yeah, but he he does. He looks like, a little bit. It's one of those cases where they've made him look look worse in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was interesting watching that, and he he. I think his weight just sort of like got away from him. Oh yeah, yeah, and he he actually uh, covers off on that in his stand up special. Yeah, which is really cool. But um, it was just like when he was in that movie, he was just such an adorable character. Like you couldn't help but 
just I don't Peter. Know. Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's Peter, and he was like just the way that Deadpool was like interacting with him. Oh, and- <laughs> it was just like it was just like the token token non hero. Yeah. Um, I think you need to go get me some beer. Okay, no worries. Why? Thank you, sir. Ah, <laughs> oh, the magic of podcasting. <laughs> Well, no one wants to hear the fridge getting open no. and shut, and you going, "Which one were we gonna drink again?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at least you're observant, so, and you and you and you could see that there were multiple options. Okay, so what is it that you're pouring out now? Um, I am pouring out a ten dollar shake that didn't cost me ten dollars, and I'm not talking to the microphone at all, which really helps things. Um, so. Maybe you could tell me a story. Wait, how much did the ten dollars shake cost? Just, no, just Juan. <laughs> okay, look. Before I mentioned about the getting the new Ute uh, at work, <laughs> and generally speaking, uh, like I'm not a car person, uh, and that's kind of part of the reason I decided to become a salesperson uh, was knowing that you know usually with a job a car will come with it, and it's just like you know hand the keys, here's your car have at it um and <laughs> that and also i suffer from tremendous anxiety <laughs> and um i uh you know i decided uh long ago uh that i would go against type so even though i suffer from uh you know uh, social anxiety and 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 other anxieties i thought what kind of occupations would be good for that <laughs> and uh and i went stand up comedy that's yeah, an awesome that was idea a great one. let's go let's go up on stage in front of people judging me that'll be fantastic and then the other one was uh being a salesperson where you've got to deal with rejection constantly uh but uh, also the plus side is you do get a, a vehicle uh and with my my current job i get a ute which uh, is awesome because it means i'm 10% it's also against type <laughs> yeah it's a massive youth i'm a tiny man uh but uh yeah it also means Not i'm tiny yeah i'm i'm, I'm now 10 percent more masculine because i have a youth <laughs> and i also have a license to drive a forklift uh but anyway i my my old car my i've got a truck license yeah, my, <laughs> if we're gonna start a pissing competition <laughs> i'm gonna win my my old youth was uh was very old and it was very rattly and it was uh, needing to be replaced so i got a new ute but whenever i do uh change vehicles uh i have this game i play where i don't tell cat and I just see how long it takes her to notice that it's a different vehicle. Mm, yes. And and usually the it's it's a lot harder. No, it's I a- need to give some background, mm. okay? So there was a time where we left a movie. I had not consumed any alcohol at all. We left a movie, we'd parked on the street, and I <laughs> was talking to Oh, God, I can't even say it without laughing. So we're walking down the right-hand side of the street. We're walking in the direction that the – no, against the direction that the cars are parked in, right? So I'm talking to Lewis, having a conversation with Lewis. I open the car door (laughs) and there's someone else in the driver's seat. Because Lewis didn't stop at the car that I stopped at. Lewis kept walking to his car, which was parked one car behind it. (laughs) I just looked at this guy. I hadn't actually sat in the car. Like, I'd only open up the door. I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Because it was a white car. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so Kat uh, clearly does not understand different cars. But anyway, so I got the, the old Ute I had was a Triton, but it was a Triton from five years ago. And the new Ute I've got is also a Triton. My old Ute had uh, my company branding in blue, emblazoned on the, the car doors. Yeah. And so it was. And and it was a pale blue, yeah, in my defense. It, it was pale blue, but it's also it was also like it looked like a five year old car. The new car, the, so, so five year old Ute. The new Ute I've got looks brand pristine, rolled off the factory floor, new. Uh, and so I I really wanted to get it done and out of the way on Friday. And so when I got home, I was saying to Kat, because we were running down on wine, oh, should we go out to the, the bottle o and then we can grab some more wine and uh, and that would be good. And she was like, no, 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 we'll just drink what's here. You know, just drink what's here. And I was like, okay, cool. So I've got to go another day without like you know, the reveal of the new vehicle. And so the next day we were going to the gym and we went out to the car and I you know, got into the car and I was like, going, I wonder if cattle notice, like as soon as she walks out, oh, it's a new a new ute because there's no signage. <laughs> but no, no, cat walks in and then uh, like uh, I open the door, she gets into her side of the vehicle, I get into my side of the vehicle and cat goes, have you got new floor mats? And I... Yeah, because my feet were slipping. <laughs> and, and I just looked at her and it like took about 10 seconds. She goes, oh, this is so slippy. <laughs> It took about ten seconds. Ago, this is a new vehicle, and yeah, it was a. It took that long to realize that. Uh, even though, like the old car, you like the old you, you couldn't see the the screen in front of you. Uh, this new one was like bright and like you know, modern, and it was like Aww. yeah. So it was very very funny. It was good fun. And Kat said to me yesterday when we went to her mum and dad's, like if my mum and dad don't notice that this is a new thing, that I'm all good and it's all it's all fine. And then as soon as Kat's dad comes out and sees it. Is that New Ute? <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, cat. Well, at least on the plus side, you're not as bad as Mark. My mate Mark, every single time he goes, like even if it's the same vehicle he was in the last time I picked him up, mm-hmm. he's like, "Is yours the white Ute?" <laughs> like, yes, yes, mine is the white Ute. Although, admittedly, I have changed my car a lot, so yeah. Well, there is a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Now back to the beer. Back to the beer yeah. indeed. So um, we're actually drinking a British drop. Oh, so the, the first one was New Zealand. Mm-hmm. The second one was from... Danish, Danish but Be- it was brewed in Belgium. Belgium. And mm-hmm. this one is from Britain. This is from Britain. And, um, well, they're from Berkshire. Yeah. There you go. And this is a... And you said it's $10 shake. Yeah. How much does this beer cost? Um. Oh, I didn't actually look at that. I should probably look at that right now. I thought you were putting a lot of pressure on me earlier. <laughs> Just FYI. I haven't actually drunk this one. This one's a cloudy one as well. Um, That's true. Yeah, it's cloudy and it's um, it's very fruity smelling. You're going to lose your shit when you find out how much this beer was. <laughs> how much was this beer? Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. It's very fruity. Flavor. How much yeah, is this beer? Yeah, I think that well, it is one of those things where you're like, well, it, it's, it is fruity. I think I'm disappointed that it's not as creamy. I thought that we've Ooh. had more of that lactose kind of mm. cream to it. It tastes like you could hammer this stuff down. What's the percentage of alcohol on this one? Um, I could probably have a look at that, but I'm kind of trying to multitask. Um, okay, so this is a 330 ml can. Mm-hmm. Guess how many standard drinks it contains? I'm going to go with three. 2.1. Oh. 
Um, it sits at a tidy 6.5%, so that's not really that high. No, no, we saw like much higher percentage beers at the uh, main liquor. Oh, the stuff that I was drinking with my cousins, like that was around your eights. Mm. And we were smashing them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my cousins that, are bad influencers. The, the, the lost episode. I wonder why it got lost. <laughs> I know. And like the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, oh, right. <laughs> Too drunk to record. <laughs> no, I, I swear it was recording. I just think that I've, I, I, I fucked it up on the dismount. <laughs> or, so I left it down the kitchen bench. Someone was fucking around with the recorder oh. and managed to lose it. I actually like this beer. This is very nice. Um, It is. It's How much that- does it cost? Sorry? <laughs> I'm still I'm still like you know, hung up on the cost because I reckon you go. You know what? You're so obsessed with the dollar value. <laughs> Are you not enjoying this beer? No, no. I'm enjoying this beer. Uh, out of the three, I'm probably enjoying it the most, but it is a, a cost benefit because if the other, like if this is the uh, previous one we had, the um, the tall, tall, whatever it was, uh, was cheaper. Tall. If the tall was cheaper, then I think that would get my 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 um, points. But I think this one here is very very nice. Well, given that it's a British beer, I thought in- I'd give the price to you in Great British pounds. <laughs> no, go on then. Six pound ninety, and so if you convert that to Australian dollars, we're like uh, thirteen dollars fifty. Fifty thirteen fifty. Yeah. Wow. Okay. U.S. dollars eight dollars eighty. <laughs> um, Chinese yuan uh, sixty one seventy seven. <laughs> so yeah, so it's which I always oh and Japanese yen okay. nine hundred and fifty five. Okay, this is very tasty. <laughs> It is just very expensive. So it is, but, especially like um, given that the the toll was like a five hundred mil can. Yeah, yeah. This is a three hundred thirty mil can. I mean, the toll. But you know what? It's a good experience. Yeah, yeah. value for money. The the toll is really good. Um, so we haven't actually like scored any of the beers. I don't like scoring. You don't like things. scores? No. Oh, okay. I think that ratings are very um, subjective. Mm. So it's like someone going into a comedy movie when they're feeling sad and all the laughter is just going to piss them off. <laughs> or someone going into a sad movie when they're feeling rather jolly, it's just going to drag all the life out of them. Mm, mm. That's, that, that, is, that is true. It's, That's it's, true. You know, and so I, I came into this actually wanting something fruity, so I was quite happy with the fruity beers. Mm. I wanted something refreshing. I was quite happy with that, with the lager. I, I think that we made some good choices. Yes, I really could have done with the Gosa, but because you're such a pansy about the whole, like, you know, I don't like things salty and sour. Well, I mean, this is... The, 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 and yet you married me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is our first foray into uh, beers on Wozcast. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Oh, look, and there's a lot of really good beer podcasts out there that actually get into the, the nitty-gritty and the people are much more familiar with the brewing process. But I just wanted to touch on it because I think... The thing that I quite like is the layman's point of view. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I like, I like, I like politics. But I think when people are um, professional politicians or try to be too much like that, it makes it inaccessible. Mm. The thing that I really, really, really love about craft brewing is that while there is a wank and pomp um, uh, type of people that get into it. Generally speaking, it's accessible mm, mm. and it's not something that's so niche that you can't get into it easily. 
Um, you can go down to your local and nine times out of ten, there's a hipster behind the <laughs> till that's more than happy to point you in the right direction of what you'll probably like. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's one of the things I really like about about craft brews as opposed to whiskey where I think that you um, – it's, it's a little bit more inaccessible because of the price bracket per bottle. If you want to drink at home. Yes, true, true. If you want to go to a bar, it's a little bit awkward because it's so expensive for a glass of whiskey in a bar. I, that's why I think whiskey like is more... It's of, harder to discover unless you're in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And you can go to the distilleries. Mm. But I still think whiskey is a good thing to do. I mean, yeah, if you go to Scotland, it's so cheap compared to elsewhere in the world where you're paying a lot more oh, for in sure. import duties and things like that. Yeah. Um, but... I think Scotland, like if you are a whiskey fan, mm-hmm. doing things like you've done with the whiskey club, mm. where each month you're getting a bottle of whiskey, which what's the price point like generally speaking? It's uh, just a range. 110 to 140. So each, I think is probably the range that yeah, I paid. So each month you, you, you're offered a whiskey from between 110 to 140. Yeah. And it might be one that's, you know, not readily available in fact most of the time it's not readily available in no that's the great thing yeah. is most of the time they're not so you can uh, do that and you can opt out like if one month you're going i don't have 110 or 140 bucks to spare mm-hmm. then you just opt out or and- if it's like a um i'm not really hugely into a lot of american whiskeys mm. there's some that i am quite interested to try but if it was like a i don't know actually i don't know anymore because that was one of the things when we went on our last cruise is that we did a tasting of whiskies, And one of the things that the taster got us to try was the Sinatra, mm. which was produced by Jim Beam, which I would have just been like, Jim Beam, bugger off. <laughs> but it was one of the, oh, was it Jim Beam or Jack Daniels? Well, well, I'm sure it was Jim Beam. And it was one of the most exquisite flavors I've ever had in my mouth. It was like... Sipping on something slightly smoky, slightly leathery. It was like a meal in a glass, mm. just about. It was it was something really extraordinary about it. So that was that was quite good. I enjoyed that. But yeah. um, so I I'm not so quick to poo poo different things. But I think um, I've been able to try an Indian whiskey through this. Mm. Um, uh, just some really unusual um French whiskey. Mm. Um, I've, I've had a couple of those. And, and when you think about it, if you go to a bar and you order a whiskey for a standard serving, which is about 30 mils. 25. Sorry, 25 mils. You're, Sometimes less in yeah, some bars. Yeah. So between like 20 to 25 mils, you're looking at between 12 to 25 to more, depending on, depending per, on the whiskey, yeah. per serving, which is really, really expensive. And but, that was part of the joy of Helvetica when they opened was that you could actually own a bottle mm. and they would literally just keep it in your own special little locker. But that's why I think like it's better to have the buy the bottles at home yeah. and have them at home because it's it's never going off. Like you the, Oh yeah, and the, that is one of the joys yeah. of buying whiskey. So, but if you buy a dud bottle Yeah, but then you just serve that to people who come to your house and, and <laughs> They don't know whiskey, and you go, "Oh, you're having ice with it." Here, have this. <laughs> nice. My my apologies to Cat's dad and Eugene. My <laughs> <laughs> dad doesn't always have ice. No, no. They, 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 if it's an ice whiskey, he they doesn't. Do, it's just when yeah. he gets his like. They his do. They do like to ruin everyday it, drinking whiskey. No, that's <laughs> no, I know, not I know. true. 
but that's no, sorry i was being i was being like uh puritanical there which is no, i wasn't being i was being a purist <laughs> no you weren't you'd just... i was being an asshole yeah <laughs> thank you acknowledgement finally <laughs> but yeah no it, it is good so that that's one way of doing it um but uh, this has been a very interesting... Um, uh, I think we drank them in the right order. Yeah. I was a little bit unsure about um, the getting the order right mm. between the Toul and between um, uh, between the Siren because I knew they were both going to be fruity, but I wasn't... I thought to end with the creamy note would be better. Yeah. Like, that was kind of like having the dessert. Definitely having the lager first was a bit of a winner. Yeah, no, that's a good good call. But no, I'm I'm, I'm very happy with how it went. And, and I must admit, um, it's been interesting because I don't think usually you get like a bit, you get a, the feels of the alcohol in uh, Wozcast, usually do. You don't drink enough whiskey to get like, you know, feel, start feeling a bit of the, the buzz from the uh, from the alcohol. Yeah. You do? Okay, sorry. I, I didn't realise. <laughs> I hadn't. I had When I'd done Wozcast before, I, 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 I was, but with this, because we drank, yeah, quite a bit of beer. Or do you feel feel quite heady? No, I feel a little bit heady, and, and mm. it was reminding me of this. Uh, this Di- I think because it's got bubbles in it. Yeah, it reminded me of this Disney podcast that uh, kind of like I used to love, but they don't, just haven't put out a podcast in a while uh, called Drunk Disney. Oh, yeah, where they would uh, they would pre. I think they still tweet. They still tweet. Okay, mm. they would preload, so they would have a few drinks before they record. <laughs> And then they would continue drinking through the podcast. Oh, and wow. They would review like Disney films and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's a shame that they stopped doing it. Maybe we should like you know, talk to them and say, can we, can we take your, uh, your, your thing and we, we, we can do that? <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. We could maybe review a film on Wozcast. Yeah, that, that's a good Watch idea. Watchcast. Yeah. <laughs> Watchcast with Wozcast. I think we might just leave it about there. I think that sounds good. We've cracked over the hour mark, and, and I think that's your statute of limitations for <laughs> podcasting, isn't it? Uh, that was fun. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.